Welcome to another episode of Majoring in the Minors, a podcast where we talk about how the majority of people focus on the insignificant and minor things in life. Uh, your hosts, as usual, Mahi and Louis. Uh, today, we have two amazing guests, um, two, well, a PT and a PT to be and a fitness professional. Uh, we have Lauren and Alessandra. I'm going to, because they're uncomfortable with it, I'm going to let them do their introductions themselves, because that's the way I am. And I'm an annoying person. So yes, welcome guys. Um, oh, oh, okay, sorry, hello, Lauren. <laughs> I'm currently training to be a personal trainer. Um, yeah. Yes, exactly. Louis, I'll let you take the wheel. Uh, uh, for these kind of topics, I try to stay quiet. But um, so both of you are into the fitness. I mean, we're all into fitness in some category, but how do you feel seeing these kind of images or these kind of magazines pushing what is healthy what is not healthy uh, how do you feel that impacts the people you kind of train and the way you program in general um i think that it is uh it's good to push people to give them more confidence i think confidence is a huge thing and it's incredibly important um and I think it's hard for people to feel confident in themselves. So if anything is promoting having self-confidence, then I think I'm all for it, I guess. That on the, like on the top level, if you see it straight away, obviously there's like added things into it, but um, it's promoting body confidence. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with Lauren on that. It's a movement that's definitely getting some long-term results for people in ways that, um, for example, if I had a client and I set her up immediately with a food scale and my fitness pal and gave her macros and told her, Hey, like go at it. Well, she might do that, you know, with my guidance and through a few months and be very successful at it, especially since she's investing in herself and paying. However, then if something came up and we weren't working together anymore, I can almost guarantee you that if I checked in on that person, they're probably not tracking their macros anymore. They're not using their food scale and they might end up gaining some weight in most cases. So with this particular movement, I actually looked at a study and it's called the health at every size movement, which is a little bit deep, deeper than what it initially implies. And something that they do is they teach this principle to people, which is for them to track their food, not on a food scale or anything, but track how do they feel as far as their energy level? How do they feel as far as their mood goes, their digestion, things like that, their sleep in the short, middle and long term. And with that kind of awareness around food and the effects that it has on your body in all those different categories, long-term is going to be really beneficial to people because they know what they should be eating to lose the weight. So I do think that that is really something that could be promoted more for people. I know that intuitive eating definitely gets its negative comments. However, it's like, that's an opinion. If we really look at it, a, a health coach or somebody saying intuitive eating is wrong and you need to track your macros, that's actually just an opinion because they've seen better results for their clients for tracking their macros. And yes, that does take the air out. But what about like long term? 
So I'm saying that this initial phase of taking people in and teaching them some awareness around food and how it affects them short, middle and long term, I definitely support that. Definitely, I agree. I think that, you know, being being healthy, as, as Mahan said, it comes under so many brackets and it is so important to do whatever makes you feel good. And if that's whether you, like, it's your diet, it's your mental health, it is whatever makes you feel good. People, ex- people should exercise to feel good about themselves. And I think it's, you know, I think at the moment society does tell people, you know, exercises to just burn calories and you have to burn as many calories as possible to um, achieve your weight loss goal. But, you know, it is is just to make yourself feel better about yourself and to have your own confidence. So, yeah, I agree with what you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to do say this, that, this conversation was this conversation was sparked by the um, Cosmopolitan uh, magazine cover pictures uh, that we had discussed here, and let you guys tell me, as girls who are into fitness, how did you feel about the pictures that the Cosmopolitan put under uh, cover? Well, I, I said earlier, as I, when I first saw it, I didn't really have an opinion about it because I think, um, you know, for anybody who's being posted on the cover of a magazine like that's taken an incredible amount of uh guts and courage to do so and I feel like like you you kind of like again this is what I was saying you're you're bracketing um you're putting all of the 11 women that were in that magazine you're kind of pushing them all under one bracket um of those women um when you know they all have individual um barriers that they've had to face whether they're physical or mental um you know it's it's just because i think it's something different um that people i guess aren't used to seeing on the cover of magazines i think the fact that people are even um talking about it or or judging it i think is just a bit strange (laughs) because there's not really any reason to obviously it's it's trying to portray this is healthy um but you know as i said some of the the women that are in that article are professional athletes some have disabilities some are um influencers on social media so i think they all have their own story and their own background um of what you know they're 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 all healthy you know they're all doing something that's promoting their health and making themselves feel better one thing i want to cover is and that this is just like to tackle it from another angle um, is the question of well, we talked about it. What is healthy first of all? And also uh, I do understand that the, the, the ladies mentioned are like, you know, they, they are um, professional athletes. They like, you know, could have some sort of disability and stuff like that. And that's why I, th- I don't like the use of word healthy, because even if they are healthy now, what is the parameter of health? Because they could be healthy now, but any lifestyle choice down the line can create problems for them, right? So uh, it that's why I think like we shouldn't call, well, I don't like calling anyone healthy or unhealthy, because like we never, as you said, we never know what, like, what's the story inside, but also... Uh, there is a timeline associated with it like because they could be healthy now and they if that i'm not saying it will but maybe that weight gain could be detrimental down the line yeah of course like i think um 
Yeah, I mean, well, healthy just does cover so much. And it, as you say, it is wrong to kind of what, you know, where's that line of definition of being healthy or being unhealthy? Like, it, you know, who's who's the person that's kind of deciding that line? Um, because, yeah, as you say, the word just um, comes under like such a big bracket. Um, so, yeah, no, I do agree. And, you know, it is it is like science that you know people who have um a bigger body fat percentage or a higher body fat percentage do have like a higher risk of health implications further down the line but then you know it is just i think it's um important for your mental health to have a healthy mind i think like that that is obviously it's a priority to have a healthy body but I think you know that does come with having a healthy mindset around food and exercise especially yeah Lauren I and Mahan I couldn't agree with you guys more when I first started out in my fitness journey I didn't do it because I wanted to lose weight I didn't do it because I wanted I had any kind of physique goals I did it because I realized that the more I exercised the clearer my mind was and the more space I had there. So that's initially how it all started for me. Um, and about the magazine cover, I mean, Cosmo put a plus size model on the cover two years ago too. And I don't wanna get too deep into like politics or money or anything, but there definitely is some capital to be made from this sort of publicity from having the plus size models on the cover. So that's why I tried to dig a little bit deeper into the actual movement behind all of this and see what was going on. I will not give an opinion, but I will ask a question as you are all in fitness. Do you think, do you ever worry that sometimes because as you know, there is a powerful representation in media and people do absorb media a lot. Do you think that people will start believing that being overweight is healthy and they, it will reduce the accountability they have in actually reducing their weight to a healthy level not to an extreme level but to a healthy baseline um but then you could say um people who are severely underweight being posted on the cover of the magazines is not something that should be aimed to be either because a lot of girls do feel a lot of pressure to you know be very thin um because that's what is posted on the cover of magazines so in my opinion I don't see you know that's unhealthy as well because um as I said earlier some um, models diets are restricted to literally what less than a toddler should eat and I that's not healthy so what what's the difference really because it's either people being told to look very underweight or being told that it's okay to look, you know, however you like to be and how you feel comfortable, personally. Well, 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 yeah. So both extremes are bad. But if we, if we, I mean, again, I'm not going to use an opinion. But if, let's say, people use this as an excuse to reduce the accountability of actually working hard to staying healthy, not fit, not thin, healthy. Um, don't you think that could happen? Just like how people became more, uh, um, 
they turned anorexic because they saw the media portraying women in that light? I think the message of it is to to kind of just say, you know, it, you're healthy, whatever, whatever. Sorry, the word healthy, I'm using like a little finger brackets. Um, however you are and if you want to work towards yourself then you can and you know that the thing is that you know whatever health health style like healthy lifestyle that you want to choose whether that is exercising nobody should be judged for it and I read in uh, one of the ladies she said that she walked in she was walking out with her boyfriend in gym wear and she got held at because she was wearing gym wear and she got called something disgusting like a fat pig or something really bad and you know it's kind of like why why at the end of the day so I think it's more promoting you know that you right. can be anything that you want to be as long as you're happy yeah well said Lauren that is what they're trying to promote they're trying to say that people can be healthy this is what they're saying they're saying that people can be healthy at any size because even plus size models, like we might look at that and then think about obesity and then think about disease and think about all the things that come from being overweight. However, I think the index that they're using, right, is like a BMI, which isn't um, a full indicator of health. So that's just something I'd just like to point out. And what they're trying to say is that, um, is that to look more at the value of the person in front of you instead of looking at them based on their physique. Are known to cause a lot of hormonal issues and for both men and women, especially the fat around the waist. How would you go about making a balance between sure you should be happy and you know your mental health is important and that's very important, but also that you should be as healthy as you can be with a balanced body. Okay, fair enough. I do have an answer to that question. So for me, the way I look at it is community within just one word. I would say having them in a community that's encouraging and supportive towards their goals is like magic. And that's just my opinion and that's just my experience because when they can be around people that are accepting of them and their journey, it makes them feel better and more relaxed and more safe. And then from there, there's some serious results that can be made. However, this is just my personal opinion and, and my experience with fitness communities. Like they definitely hold a lot of value to me. And so I've created my own and it took me many years to figure out how to do it, but it's something that I'm really passionate about and that I wanna continue to build. What do you think about that? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's important. I think it's so, like us as humans, it is um, <laughs> it is our natural nature to feel part of something. Um, you know, it is, it is natural for us all to want to be a part of a community or belong to something. And, it, you know, if people kind of, Tell, tell certain people that they can't be a part of that because they don't look a certain way or they don't, uh, or whatever, they don't feel a certain way. Then I think if, you know, I, I totally agree. If you're part of something, then you feel better about yourself. And then you, you know, you people influence each other and you can work with each other to feel better. So 
um, yeah, like it is definitely, definitely the community of feeling safe and working towards your goals, like that you want to um, work towards, you know, and that's why people come to people like us is to help them achieve their goals and what they want to achieve. We can give our input and, you know, help them along the way, but, you know, it is down to them in their own self. It is about them making that step to make themselves feel better um, and, you know, achieve what they want to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. I, <clears throat> what I was going to say literally follows the same thing is we can't make decisions for our clients. We can just give them the right tools to make the better decisions for themselves. So at the end of the day, even if it is accountability, you can push someone to a certain degree. If they have chosen a certain path and they don't want to listen to anyone else, you can do whatever you want and they're not going to follow. So our jobs as fitness professionals is to just equip people with better knowledge and a, create a medium for them that they can thrive in. But if they like at the end of the day, there's so much that we can do and it, it becomes their own decision. So, uh, and that medium can be, as uh, Alessandra said, is a good community of people that they can feel supported and they can thrive in. Well, I, I agree anyway with the community-based uh, training and uh... I agree that in general, as humans, we have a groupthink mentality and we respond better when we're accepted. So I'm I'm happy with your response and I will stay conservative as much as I can. No, don't stay conservative. <laughs> Life is too short for that. I'm just lying. <laughs> you know, with this topic, it's, uh, it gets uh, heated. Uh, we once had a podcast and then we had to not air it because... Uh, I, I was a bit comfortable. Uh -huh. So, uh, be, although I agree with you, but my work, the way I phrased things came across as wrong. So that's why I'm, I'm letting Mahan do the talking because he has a way with words. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I have a way with saying the wrong things and then <laughs> causing hey, a I can really... chemical reaction. Yeah. Yeah, I trigger a lot of people. So I know how that is. <laughs> But the truth is, it's like, most of the time, they don't know who you are. So getting offended just doesn't make much sense. It just takes more energy out of you. So you're just kind of like, okay, sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, my life in a nutshell. Exactly. But all right, Offending so to, to follow what Lewis is not trying to say, I'll try to say it as like PC as possible is that, you know, with whatever mindset or model or whatever uh, belief system that you have, you will get... The opposite so like you know people get polarized and they use the ideas that you have like you know this idea of people need to learn these things and they need to understand and like you know healthy as we said healthy is it's probably a range it's not a like something that you can point to there is physical health mental health and they both have to come together at some point but sometimes people t take these things out of context and they start um, kind of justifying the wrong turns that they take with food, especially like you will see people who could like, honestly could like, if you get, maybe the, if you got their blood work, they have so many problems and they're on the verge of, you know what I'm going to point, sorry, I'm ju jumping branches. I'm going to point on my mom because I can talk about my mom and it'll be perfect. Uh, my mother was diagnosed uh, as a pre-diabetic, all right? And she's, she was a lady who was not doing any sort of exercises and not moving at all. And I just had to like, you know, 
as much as you like your family, you just have to sometimes be honest with them and tell them that like, all right, you need to start. Like if you want to see any grandkids in the future, you have to like, you know, take care of yourself so you can live past 60. Cause like the way you're going, it might not like the path that you're going down. It, it might not show any problems now, but definitely what science has showed us is that it could create a multitude of problems down the road. So sometimes, and I think this is what like Lewis and I like try to allude to is that some people just get this idea of, all right, I'm just going to be happy and this is healthy and the way I am is healthy. And they try to ignore uh, all these signs and they try to use this as an excuse to justify the fact that they don't want to make any changes. So how would, and our question would be, how would you kind of spot that out in people and what would you do? Okay, I'll take a crack at this. So for me, I think the real question and the best question is they can ask themselves like, who am I? You know, (laughs) I think that's one of the best questions that we can ask in our life. And if they're getting a little detoured on their identity, as far as like what they look like on the outside, then it might be nice to kind of take a step back and really take a look and do some inner work as well as outer work. I'm not saying like drop the fitness, drop the diet, drop the prior, the proper sleep or all of that stuff. But sometimes, and I can speak from experience, sometimes we can try and derive happiness or an identity from our physique. And that's only going to give short-term satisfaction, if any at all. Does that answer the question? Yeah, it it does. But uh, it it leads me to another question that kind of, as you were speaking, I just realized this was my actual question is, so what you see, what both of you have talked about is like, it's a lot of internal look and it's a lot of like, you know, you have to be educated, you have to know these things. And also it does take in just like takes a person to really take a good look at themselves to figure out where they are standing. Right. But now the problem I could face and I can't think of, and I think this is what Lewis, again, I'm going to blame him. If any fire, if you want to at me, just at at Lewis instead. But <laughs> I can see, I can totally see also the fact that like a magazine, like that, going back to the magazine, if no one like has read it or if no one has like looked into it and someone just sees that picture without any context, without any, that, without any of that inner dialogue, they can be like, oh, I look like that, so I'm healthy. And then they stop. If they, that my problem is if they stop there, if they just look at the image and be like, all right, this means I'm healthy. And then they never, they don't do any more digging. Whereas they could, I'm not saying they're not, but they could have some underlying issues as well. So the problem arises from the picture, just putting that out there and not like not giving enough context. Does that make sense? Did I? I think I made sense. Yeah, yes, yes and no, because it's also up to the individual to go and like figure out what the heck the picture is talking about. But I get where you're coming from. I do. If you just looked at that and then decided that you didn't want to go and pursue a healthy lifestyle or continue on with your lifestyle. Yeah. Yes. Lauren, what do you think? (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. And like, like yeah yeah I totally agree I think it just comes it's like internal it's what you want to do as a person you know nobody else can have an impact on your decision and your lifestyle like it's very easy as like 
fitness professionals to turn and to see somebody and say you're unhealthy you need to do this do this sleep more eat in a calorie deficit it's very easy for us to say that but it's you we can't actually do that as I said it doesn't come from us we cannot have that much of an impact in their lives and yeah it is down to that individual to do something about it and make that change if they want to make a change then you know if someone wants to actually make a change they will do it like nothing will hold them back because they'll have so much like power within themselves to do so but if, if somebody doesn't have the mindset like same as you Mahan I tell my mom you know she's like oh I would love to lose weight and things but she doesn't have that willpower and that mindset to do so but she may get it one day or she might not and that's entirely up to her whatever she decides to do is is right at the end of the day nobody can judge or sit back and talk about things that doesn't really mean anything to them like they don't really have a right to talk about it yeah absolutely but <laughs> so see like from this conversation you both have like you know but both educated both that ability to look inside and make such decisions all right Sadly, and we know this, how many PTs or people do you know that have just given up the power to make decisions that they just need others to make decisions for them and they just blindly follow and buy by their eyes. That's why social media is the way it is right now and it's promoting all these different pro like you know products and programs and everything else because people don't want to think. They, they just need that decisions the decision to be made for them. Nobody like we talk about, yeah, it's good to like, you know, take a look inside and take a step back and really find out what we're after. But sadly, majority of people are not like that. And then if they want someone to make that decision for them, outlets like, you know, Cosmopolitan can put just a picture like that without any context and just create a life path for these people. So uh, I think my problem is with, well, the entire social media in general, but I, my problem is with like, people who try to monetize this weakness in human beings that they don't want to make a decision and they want the decision to be made for them because they don't want to be accountable. And that can lead to problems down the line. Yes, I agree. And I do have a question for you guys though, when you could both answer this, how should they have made that cover? So let's say that you have no other option but to put this plus size model on the cover of Cosmo. So you put her on the cover of Cosmo. How would you put the advertising or how would you phrase it in a way that is better? I'm just trying to understand like where, what would be better in your mind, in your opinion? I would write, you don't know my story. <laughs> yeah, that, that would make sense because you don't know their story and um like we shouldn't judge and, and exactly you should never judge someone but maybe i i don't know again again like we've we've read into the article so it's fine but like let's say as mohan said you're someone who doesn't really know uh the storyline or doesn't really you know they just look at the, the the ad itself they don't delve into the story uh the words this is healthy might promote the wrong image same way with a a, a thin uh, like athlete not athlete but like a thin model who's you know on a calorie restricted diet so maybe we should move away from that kind of wording in general for both for both cases 
and it's like promote more. Oh, go ahead, sir. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, yes, oh, I agree with you though. Language matters. Words, words do matter. So you both bring up a really good point that we can all be individually more aware of our words and, and our language, especially when we're trying to encourage and support people on their fitness journey. Yeah, definitely. I think, and using, using the word healthy, they have been quite clever with that because the modern day person associates healthy with being fit, I suppose, of like having like a good, a high, like a good fitness level. So using the word healthy on the cover of that magazine, you know, it is very clever because they, they are kind of using it to get into people's minds, which is the, unfortunately, the, the toxic mentality that some magazines do give to people is they do make people believe things that isn't necessarily true. Same with social media, it is the same. And my question would be, why not say something like, what makes me healthy on top of her? Or what makes me strong? Like, if these keywords are there, like, you still want to find out the story. Don't just like, just like, healthy, it's, it's full period after it. There's like, it doesn't create any questions. It doesn't generate any questions. It doesn't make you like, obviously, again, you like Lauren, you did more than Louis and I did together. You went and found out about this woman and like, you know, you looked into the backstory. But like some people who are idiots like Louis and I would just see the cover magazine. Exactly. And, and I knew that you did, make a decision. why I did the research. Yeah, Sorry, I, 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 made, so, we're a good I knew example. you would just see yeah. the cover. <laughs> there we go. We're a good example because people make those snap judgments. But if the wording was different, that would make us look further into it. Right, right, right. Well, I actually wanted to know the only reason why I even found it out was because I wanted to try and understand um, the neuroscience behind body positivity. However, that's a really, really long conversation that um, I'm going to have with my woman who coaches me in neuroscience. So, but she was like, Sandra, that's a really, really long conversation. We'll have to have another time. And she actually pointed me to these two articles that were written about this whole thing. So, and they're as legit as it comes without any opinions. So yeah, but you're right. Most people aren't gonna go and do that type of research. They're just going to be walking by in the airport, see that, and then think, okay, I'm healthy. Let me go have a beer and a burger or something. I get that, I do. I think as well, like there's, just adding to that, like, yeah, it's, it's, the fact the thing is is that it is because it's so in your mind like as you say it makes people walk past that and say yeah I can go and have a beer and a burger but then it's also like I can go I can go and have a beer and a burger but then I can also eat a salad and um like a really good salad or something and I can count my calories but I know that I can also have a beer or go out for dinner without having that control over me that I have to restrict myself because it's telling you to do you know what I mean? Yeah, they sh should have put like, here's the has movement. Here's how you get in contact with them. We're going to teach you the principles so that you can have a beer, a burger and a salad. And you're going to be, um, you know, accomplishing your goals because you can, yeah. you can do that. And um, I mean, I'll have a beer, a burger and a salad and I'm still healthy. So exactly. You yeah. know, but it's all about the balance. If there even is such a thing as balance, it's something that is constantly being improved upon 
and it's something that's constantly changing because people's lives change and they change. So they have to figure out different strategies to keep on track no matter what. And I think one of the things that I love so much about community and even their community is the compassion that's associated with it because all we can do is make those little steps each day. And I wouldn't speak for you guys, but I will speak for myself and say that sometimes I can underestimate those little steps, but those little steps lead to huge wins. And so the community that they have there to teach them compassion for the days that they might quote unquote off fail or not hit their target. It helps because then they don't just give up completely. They'll just say, okay, like today I just didn't hit the target. That's just a fact, but tomorrow I'm going to aim for that target and do my best to find balance. And then over time they see results as opposed to just giving up. Definitely. Like you, you do hear about it so much, especially like being in the fitness industry like people come to you and say oh I've had a bad day I've fallen off track I've gone off the wagon and you know around Christmas and things people are like oh my god you know I didn't um eat my food on Christmas and I overate I ate too much chocolate and it's like no you know one day or two days in a in a whole year is not going to change your progress and I think you know having people to you know be like don't worry just forget about that day and just go on to the next day it's absolutely fine you know it like it is literally like your lifestyle over anything you know if you're happy and you know you you have to make your memories you have to live your life and enjoy it and it shouldn't be overruled by somebody telling you how many calories you need to eat and you know like there's more to life than calories (laughs) do you know what I mean so uh one one thing i wanted to uh say is because i think we talked about this uh before we started recording so uh sandra if you do talk about uh the has movement again and open it up a little bit because i think i didn't we didn't record that part so if you can say what they are and what they do that would be great so the has movement which is healthy at every size so h-a-e-s so it it's a movement and it's not just a, it is about being healthy at every size, but it implies more than just that. So what their claim is, is that people can be healthy at a variety of sizes, just as people can be unhealthy at a variety of sizes. And as a result, what they're trying to say is that we need to understand the value of a person in front of us first, just assuming that people with larger bodies are automatically and always unhealthy without looking any further because there is a stigma there that they're trying to fight against, if that makes sense. So what they do is they, they do talk a lot about movement and nutrition to help people to improve their health, regardless of what that does to their body size. So in other words, they, do their best to remove the stigma and they encourage health and a pursuit of health. So, and as I talked about before, I think one of the points that I like most about them as I'm starting to get to know this movement a little bit more is the principles that they teach for people around food and their relationship with food. Because ultimately, that seems to be a huge struggle for a lot of people, um, emotional eating or under eating because of stress. 
So when they help them become more aware about food and how it makes them feel, how it affects their energy level, how it affects their sleep long-term, that's going to help them get some pretty great results. And can I just tell you something? <laughs> can I share something yeah, about? Absolutely. Okay. So, um, I have done a lot of bikini competitions and they required a lot of work and a lot of tracking my macros. And this last competition that I did, guess how many days I tracked my macros and I still got the exact physique that I had in my mind that I wanted to look like on stage, the exact weight, everything. I'll just tell you, not Seven. one time. No, one. no. No. Well, okay. So for peak week, I had like a certain diet that I had to follow for peak week and, and I did that, but that was it. And it's because I have that experience and that awareness that I was able to do that. And some of that can be explained through knowledge, but some of it is more like just a knowing and an awareness. And I think there's definitely a difference between knowledge and, and knowing. So that's a little bit about that movement. Thank you. Um, one thing I wanted, so this is, you know, I think we did say everyone has an opinion and like, you know, we're all, we can all share our opinions. Um, one thing that I find with like you manage, and I want to point this out because sometimes I have nothing against intuitive eating, but sometimes I think people misinterpret it is that you were able to not record down what like, you know, your diet or like, you know, put it, write down what you ate because you have done it so many times before that now you've built that kind of intuition, like intuition, you, you build it through experience. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think people, as you say, should get educated enough to be able to build that. But like if a beginner from the start goes like, oh, I'm more of an intuitive eater, then I'm like, what are you basing this off of? Like, have you had any sort of experience to know what you're even like, you know, now? what you're taking in or what your output is so i feel like i want to make that distinction that intuitive eating is good but it, it's something like it's like a something you have you have to earn like it takes time and practice and it comes as an experience it's a byproduct of practice and experience yeah oh, I completely oh, sorry. no sorry Lauren. yeah i completely agree with you it, and that's why i led with I've done a lot of bikini competitions because I've literally done it day in, day out, chop wood, carry water so many times that I knew exactly what I was doing. So it does make sense if a client comes to you, you're not going to just say, oh yeah, just go eat intuitively and you'll get this result because you want to give them the best results. So you're going to give them a process that they can measure to see their progress with it. And I do 100% agree with that. At the same time, this movement is more focused on over a whole period of a lifetime. So they're trying to teach that awareness in a way that they've seen works for them so that they have the awareness about food and the knowledge about food over a lifetime, as opposed to us as trainers, when people come to us and we want to get them the results at as best accuracy as we can because that's why they're paying us for that. It's just, it's, it's different. It's just a little different. Like they're a movement that's trying to teach these certain principles and we're trainers that are um, getting our clients the results that they want. 
Yeah. And there's nothing sexy about it. It's like day in, day out. You're just, you're, you're following a process. I think maybe some people, they look at a sexy body and they think the process to getting a sexy body is sexy. (laughs) No, it's not. It's just every day doing basically the same thing, but Hey, you can enjoy it. You can. Okay. So what do you guys think? (laughs) I know we've been very like chatty and you guys are kind of sitting back and listening. Well, my biggest takeaway, and I agree with you both, my biggest takeaway is the importance of building a system that's sustainable and the importance of habit building. And, you know, all the small wins that you spoke about with your community, that that's, I mean, in our last podcast, we also spoke about this, but it's very important to, as you said in the beginning, to know the why, to start with why, like, who are you and why are you doing it? because that will shape your priorities and then building a system that actually allows you to reach the goal. Uh, So if you're a recreational lifter or someone who doesn't really want to be fit, obviously it's fine to like, your calorie count isn't as important. However, if you're a fitness model and you have to be peak every day, obviously your goals change. So that's all on you. But as you said, it's all about the small things. It's not about, okay, today I missed my calorie count. So tomorrow I'm going to give up and binge eat again or starve myself. It's about long-term progression and you're allowed to mess up. You know, it's, it's human nature. So yeah, I, I agree completely that we shouldn't be too, we shouldn't be too constricted in what we do because life is short and we should have a bit of fun, but there should still be some accountability to get you to where you are. And uh, the only thing I can add to that is uh, I find it funny that of all the episodes that we've done, the ones that we haven't aired is because Lewis has said something that triggering and he just happens to stay so PC right now. And it's just like, oh, life is fun and take chances and stuff like that. But where is and like people who listen to this will think I am the one who will say something dumb. Whereas like every episode that we haven't aired is because of Lewis. And now he's taking the high road and he's like, you know, being that good guy. <laughs> well, I had to learn the hard way, you know. Yeah. Uh... yeah, we had to get rid of some episodes. Uh, one thing I want, so I agree with everything that has been said. And one thing I want to like kind of, I wanted to do it earlier, but obviously like, we start talking about different conversations. Uh, I want to look at the other end. I really think like, especially with a lot of clients or people that I have, I deal with are actually falling from the other side and they have like, you know, they, they struggle with eating disorders or like they're trying to stay or well, either they are too lean and they like it's borderline dangerous or their aim or goal is to be that lean. And like, I feel like sometimes it doesn't get the spotlight that it deserves because it creates a lot of problems as well. And also, I feel like, well, I mean, I I think uh, nowadays we are more aware of um, mental health issues in general, but they're not given as much importance as like, you know, physical health. And like, they don't come up as much. And I feel like with uh, going to those uh, lower ends people will suffer from like you know mental health issues as well and like this the body image issues st- like starts there at the bottom of the spectrum and then comes up all the way to like you know obesity and like being overweight so I want to kind of get you guys especially if you do go to those I've 
I, the only time I needed to lose weight is for like kickboxing. So I never needed to be ready for stage. So I would like to know how, um, like your opinion on like losing that much body uh, fat and going to those uh, extremes. Okay. So I'll, I'll speak briefly on this because I'd like, I don't want to take up too much time. I could really talk about just that question for an entire podcast, to be honest. Um, I will say though, that doing stage and competing, I am fortunate in the fact that I picked the WBFF and I actually decided that I'm not going to do any bikini competitions anymore, but that's a topic for another time. However, with all the competitions that I did do, the good part about the WBFF is they don't require you to get to a body fat percentage like IFBB or NPC. Those girls go to a level that I have never gone to. However, on peak week, I did notice since it had been two years since I did a competition, I did notice I did turn into a little bit of a golem like midway through, even though I have some pretty good tools at emotional regulation, I still was struggling because my food was so low. So that is something to consider when you're trying to achieve a physique, um, you're trying to get really lean and you're really low on food. Well, your emotional regulation and your sense of balance is going to be a little off. Your mental health is going to suffer in it to a certain degree. Um, and I think when I look at it, I look at it because your optionality is taken away. Like you don't have as much freedom as you do when you're just trying to, to lose weight because with competing, um, there's only certain types of foods that you can eat most of the time, like that are known to actually get the result. And you don't want to really test or mess around with it because you're just a one week away. So there's really no point. You just kind of go based off of what's worked in the past. Um, but, but yeah, I would say that mental health is definitely something that should be spoken more of that plays a huge role, even in losing weight, because the level of stress that you have, you know, that's going to have a huge impact on even losing the weight to begin with. So, all right, I'll let Lauren <laughs> touch on that. I don't want to take up too much time there. Yeah, no, I completely like agree with, you, with what you're saying. Like mental health is is not spoken about as much as it should be, and especially when it comes to body image. Um, I think I think everybody kind of suffers one way or another with something. And you know, referring back to the magazine in the articles, um, one of the athletes even said like she still suffers from like a a bad. Some, sometimes she suffers like she still compares herself to other athletes you know she kind of says like do I why do I not look like that or should I be working harder like it, it never stops you know you're always going to be hard on yourself and I think as people we are naturally just too hard on ourselves and it's like as Louis said it's okay to mess up sometimes and I think people don't talk enough about the fact that it is okay to mess up and not every day has to be perfect because people tend to do like focus on just showing people the perfect side of things especially when it comes to fitness you know not many people talk about the struggles that they face to getting to that point that they wanted to you know there is so many ups and downs of getting to that point where you're actually 
you know you've reached your goals or something um and I think that puts a lot of pressure on people because they assume that when they have messed up they you know that's big because nobody else messes up you know people are finding it easier but the matter of fact is that you know everybody will find it difficult one like at one point or another um but people don't talk about that and I think that puts pressure on people's mental health yeah I couldn't agree more and I don't want to go into some spiritual spiel here but I will just say to answer your question um maybe if we took a a little bit of a wider lens uh, for whoever's listening that might struggle with their body image and body positivity and just kind of get more playful around the fact that nobody is just their body like that is not an identity that is not who a person is, is like just their body as important as the health and the fitness aspect is of things. Sometimes even in my own experience and experience with clients, I can see that sometimes we get this really small lens that's just super focused on the body. It's like, okay, but what about all these other things? So all these other things are kind of thrown off balance and this becomes the sole focus. And then what happens is I, I notice in people, they get very like vigilant, like hyper vigilant about things and all the playfulness just falls away. And so I think that's where you'll see a little bit of um, suffering as far as like mentally and emotionally goes. Uh, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Definitely. Yeah, I really like that answer. Those answers, guys, like I think I, I like the, the idea of it not just being because if if you're just looking at the body, you're kind of and, and if it's just body and specifically if it's looking a certain way, you just maybe your priorities need to be set straight a little bit more. Like, I mean, I really believe that you can be in love with your body and enjoy how it looks. But there are so many other things as well, like th- that that can't be the only thing. If it's the only thing, it just makes it a little bit harder. Like, as I said, my only reason for cutting weight was that I would be the heaviest in my weight category so I could beat someone up. And it was playful because I was like, either I get punched or they get punched. So, but like, you know, I didn't have to worry about how I looked and that like sometimes can become a little bit problematic. Lewis? That made me laugh. <laughs> also, strength ma- uh, stress management is very important because it impacts cortisol and other hormones, which then anyway stops you from achieving your goal. So in the long run, it's actually very important to focus on your mental health because once it's depleted, you're done. So I agree. We should focus yeah, on everything. Can I give a, a quick... Sorry, Lewis. I thought you no, were no, done. I feel I, like I no, interrupt no. you. No, 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 I stopped. I, was, I feel so no, 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 I, uh, no, 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 I was done. Like I, I was cutting. So go ahead. Okay. Well, I just want to give a quick tip that I learned from somebody for anybody that's listening that they can use after they've done their workout because it's going to put them in a parasympathetic mode for their nervous system. But as far as stress management, which, which you just touched on, um, what it is, is called heart math meditation. So even for people who don't like meditation or aren't into that, or don't believe in that, that's perfectly fine. Um, don't not do it just because it has the word meditation after it. It literally only takes about two minutes. You lay down, close your eyes, put your right hand on top of your heart 
and then your left hand on top of that. And you go through some things. There's four of them. Um, you go through compassion. So anyone that you feel compassion for, maybe just the world or, or yourself. Appreciation, because we can be grateful for things, but not appreciate them. So appreciation, whatever that looks like for you. Gratitude. And then also purpose. So whatever your definiteness of purpose is in this world that you're focused at hitting before, you know, before your last day. And they've come to find that in athletes, it actually really helps to reduce stress because if the athlete comes to the coach or comes on the field and they're just really stressed out and have a high heart rate, high blood pressure, any kind of issues like that, then they're not going to perform as well, or they'll just kind of pull them off the field and say, no, just take it easy today. So they found it by doing studies in them, but it could apply to everybody, like every single human. And I've used it a lot and it really does work. Yeah, definitely. I like that. It kind of is like a, it like brings you back down to a good level like it brings it brings you back down to earth like you you kind of just like take a second take a step back and evaluate the bigger picture and understand that you know whatever is going on whatever you're so stressed about like it's fine and it, it like it will be okay so it's just like a little daily reminder that no it's okay it's okay to be stressed but I know that you know you just can't let it get on like too much on top of you so it does just bring you back down so yeah I like that yeah absolutely Louis any closing statements no, uh, thank you both for this uh, chat. It was peaceful and friendly, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm not happy about it, but I feel like you wanted something to happen. <laughs> uh, no, Mahan wanted to start an argument, but I no. stopped them. Yeah, exactly. I am the I am the problematic part of this duo. Um, Guys, I'm going to leave, like give it to you guys. If any plugins, if, I mean, we, we have thousands of imaginary listeners and probably like three or four actual listeners. But if you want to plug in any, um, you know, social media or anything else that you guys do, uh, the, the, the mic is yours. Um, well, I mean, I'm not like huge, but I have, a, I just have my own fitness account and my own little community. Um and I, yeah, obviously I am training to be a personal trainer, but I am massive on body positivity and self-love and all of that stuff that everybody cringes about when you talk about it. Um, but yeah, my Instagram handle is just Lauren Ellis Fit, um, and that's just on Instagram. So if you would like to um, follow me, that's great. <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening to me ramble on about probably nothing. It's my IG is all Sandra underscore oraic on ig even though i don't know if they'll know how to spell it so but anyway i just have so much love for you guys and so much gratitude thank you so much one one last thing as i usually do before we close do you happen to have an app for your community or are you planning an app yes i do um, um so i actually source out though because having an actual app of your own costs a pretty good amount of money so for me i use this app called mighty networks and what it does is break down curriculum that i have because i like to take it's a, ever obviously it's going to be client to client i don't have any like eight week booty program up on a website or something like that so it does vary based on client to client and what their goals are but the good part about Mighty Networks is you can put in like, okay, here's your 
first week's homework. Here's how you can apply it. Like we'll check in next week or maybe you check in monthly. I check in weekly right now. Um, and then also I use trainer eyes, which I like because I like to create videos. So I'll create my workout videos and then I can upload it in there and they can see the workout and see me performing the workout. So those are the two apps I use. And is there any interactivity with these apps? Like, can they talk to you live or no? Um, so I know eventually I want to do a Facebook group. Um, you know, you don't have to pay anything for that. And it seems to work out really well as far as like interacting with people and also Zoom calls, depending on how many clients you get. Maybe you can get them together and say something encouraging for the week, you know, get the group together. Um, but for me in Mighty Networks, they can talk back to me and we can communicate that way. So, but for me right now, honestly, most of my clients are on my cell phone because I wouldn't have social media unless I was trying to grow a business on it. So I try not to be on social media as often as I can. So I, I'd personally rather just see a text pop up on my phone and then just answer back whenever I can, then have to go on an app. And then I'm distracted by a million other things when I'm on the app. Well, awesome. I guess uh, people can also check you out there on Mighty Network. There we go. All right. So with that, uh, we're going to bring this to an end. As usual, we have a fake sponsor that doesn't exist and we just come up with it on the go. So our fake sponsors is the caffeinated coffee. It's if are you tired of normal coffee or decaf coffee? So you just have the caffeinated coffee, which is pretty much like a double dose of the normal coffee. I didn't have enough time to come up with a fake sponsor. So I just said something random. Don't really pay attention to it. And let's bring this to an end. Thank you so much for listening to Majoring in the Minus podcast. Thank you to our guests for <laughs> creating this wonderful experience. Really appreciate having you guys on the podcast. Thank you so much from me, Louis, and everyone else.